And if you got your Bibles, 2 Samuel chapter 23, uh, verse 11 is where we'll be reading uh, today. And uh, I want to preach a very simple message entitled, uh, Who's the Scaredy Cat Now? <laughs> Who's the Scaredy Cat Now? And so I want to preach a message this morning uh, that's going to address uh, overcoming some fears, overcoming fear and, uh, and uh, you know, what, what, what we go through in life. How many know we do face some real fears in life? Yes, that's right. We face some real fears in life. And I remember hearing a quote that says, you know, someone said, one of the most richest soil, uh, the places where it's the most richest soil is the graveyard. The richest soil is the graveyard. The reason being is because lots of dreams, lots of people who had these dreams but never decided to fulfill the dreams. And so that was the fear of failure. And so I want to preach this morning, who's the scaredy cat now? 2 Samuel chapter 23. And uh, as you're turning there, you know, I remember uh, just the other day, I was actually taking my kids to the park. My kids were like, Dad, can we go to the park? And so for them, the park is, you know, the theme park, you know, the, the movie world. And so I was like, all right, let's go. I said to them, only if you, you know, I was speaking to my daughter, only if you go on the Wild Wild West ride, I'll take you. She's like, okay, Dad, I'll do it. Because she's scared of, you know, she's scared of the rides. And uh, I said, okay, let's go. Anyway, we get to Movie World. We're lining up. She's like, I don't want to go, Dad. I was like, Eloise, you told me. <laughs> you said, we're going to go there. Okay, you know what? But she did. She, um, she brought the courage. She sat on there. She was like a bit scared. She was crying all the way through, screaming all the way through. But, you know, she made it at the end. And she was like, man, that wasn't that bad. I was like, I know. She was, I was, and I asked her afterwards. I said, what, what made you so scared? And she was like, it's the unknown. I just had no idea what's going to happen. And and after going through it, she realized, man, she'd done it. And I said to her, man, baby, I'm so proud of you that you conquered your fear. I'm so proud of you that you faced your fears and got on. And she says, man, dad, I just got on there. And as soon as the harness went down, I was just, man, there's no looking back now. There's no looking back now. And I want to say today, you know what, as you begin to conquer your fears, you, you begin to face your fears. And you know what, say, you know what, man, there ain't no turning back now. I'm not going to turn back now. I'm going to face my fears. And so today... There's so many stories of men and women that face their fears. There's so many men and women in the Bible that triumph over fear. And I'm thinking, what scripture should we read? What, what should we bring uh, to our congregation today? And God just sort of brought this story to my heart. And it's in 2 Samuel chapter 23, uh, verse 11. And these are the mighty men of David. And it says this in 2 Samuel chapter 11, sorry, chapter 23, verse 11. And after him was Shammah, the son of Agi, the Hararite. The Philistines had gathered together in a, into a troop where there was a piece of ground full of lentils. So the people fled from the Philistines, but he stationed himself in the middle of the field, defended it, and killed the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. Sorry, it's just ringing I'm up here. If you could maybe turn it down just a little bit, please. Thanks. Amen. So... He stationed himself in the middle of the field. He defended it and killed the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. God, I pray this morning, Lord, that you'd help us to realize what we're fearful of. God, I pray that you'd bring to our hearts, to the surface of our minds, God, the things that we're fearful of. And I pray, God, that you'd give us your spirit. God, the spirit that uh, is not of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And I pray, God, that you would instill this word into our hearts today. God, your word that is unchanging in truth. In Jesus' name we pray, all God's people said, amen. All right, so if you're taking note, number one, let's talk about fear today. Fear. 
I mean, I want you to understand, we were actually born with just two fears. Two fears today. I mean, it, it astounds me. I'm doing research and it just shows that humans were born with two fears. The fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. Every other fear, get this, is learnt. Every other fear we've picked up along the way in our journey of life. Get this right. According to the Brisbane-based company, the Anxiety House here in Queensland, uh, the top 10 phobias, listen to this. These are the fears in Queensland, in our state. Number one, and forgive me if I don't pronounce them right. <laughs> Arachnophobia. The fear of spiders. Number two, OPDophobia. I had to like break it down. <laughs> OPDophobia. <laughs> the fear of snakes. Number three, acrophobia. The fear of heights. Agrophobia, the fear of situations in which escape is difficult, where people are, you know, they're afraid to get into crowded areas. How am I supposed to escape? This is agrophobia. Number five, cynophobia or cynophobia, wherever you're from, the fear of dogs. <laughs> Number six, astrophobia, the fear of thunder and lightning, trypanophobia, the fear of injections. Number eight, social phobias, the fear of social situations. In many cases, these phobias can become so severe that people avoid events and places. Number nine, teromaranophobia. Sounds like teramisu. <laughs> but that one is the fear of flying. Uh, number 10, misophobia, the fear of germs and dirt. And so these are just the top 10 in Queensland. Now I looked over the site and there are over 2,000, get this, fears of pho or phobias that have been identified in this in our human experience and here's the thing i mean after all that is said and done all these phobias that have been learned along the way we only have two that we're born with the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises and in the bible we see fear entered the human race because of sin the first thing that adam did after he sinned what did he do he hid from the presence of god he hid from God. God came in the, in the cool of the day. God came walking down. Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? This is the first game of hide and seek. Where are you? <laughs> God came looking for Adam. And listen to uh, Genesis chapter 3 verse 10. So he said, this is Adam speaking, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Fear. I mean, the primary evil that satan had released into the earth uh, through sin was fear to cause us to fear situations to cause us to fear uh, certain things that you know god has a purpose and a plan for every single one of us and yet the devil wants to inflict fear into our lives fear i mean i think about when i hear about fear i think about the, the song by michael jackson anyone remember thriller anyone remember thriller come on now michael jackson up in the house and so I remember I was reading this and it's like the hit song, this music video is listed in the 2006 Guinness Book of World Records as the most successful music video. And its focus is on the fear of thriller movies. And I was thinking, man, why was it so popular? Why was it so famous? Because it's centered on fear. I mean, everyone can relate to fear. Every one of us has experienced fear every single day. 
But I want to preach, I want to encourage someone this morning. How many know God doesn't want you to be paralyzed by fear? Can you say amen? God doesn't want you to be held back by fear. God doesn't want you to live in fear. That's not His purpose. The Bible says there are many, many accounts. God says, fear not. Or be not afraid. Guess how many times this is mentioned? 365 times. The word fear not or the phrase be not afraid is mentioned 365 times. And so I want to encourage someone this morning. There is a fear not for every single day of the year. That when you wake up in the morning, there is a fear not from God waiting for you. No matter what your day brings, no matter the situation that may be at work, no matter the, the timing or maybe of your family. Listen, as you begin to say, you know what, God, I need your spirit today. Give us your spirit, God. That is not to fear, but it is to, of power, love, and a sound mind. You see, fear will stop you from entering your destiny. If you're making note, fear will stop you, paralyze you from entering to God's purpose for your life. Listen to Numbers 13. There's a story that we find that's maybe so familiar with today. Moses, he sends these 12 spies into the land of Canaan. Canaan is the promised land. Canaan is the place where God says, this is for you, the land flowing with milk and honey. This is the promised land. And so these spies, they go into the land, they check it out. They came back with massive grapes on poles. I mean, they're walking back and listen to their response. Numbers chapter 13, verse 27. Then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified, very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea along the banks of the Jordan. In other words, they're saying, man, we went there and there's people in the south. There's people in the valleys. Man, we went there, there's people in the hills. We went there, there's people surrounding the, the ocean. They're everywhere. We can't go in. Fear held them back. Fear stopped them from entering into God's promised land for them. And I want you to get this. These words that were used were negative words. The most prevalent emotion in this text is fear. And this is what dictated their destiny. This is what stopped them from entering into the promised land. Listen, this morning, God didn't intend for you to live in fear so you could be dictated by fear on how you live. Many people are driven by fear that they'll never venture out and do a dream, fulfill the dream that God has given them. Many people will stop close where, you know what, they get saved and they, you know, God's called them to do something for Him. But yet fear begins to stop people, robs them of their joy, robs them of their sleep. Fear keeps them up at night. But there's someone that, you know, we need to get around with. There's, that's the Caleb people. Listen to Caleb's response. Then Caleb quieted the people of Moses in other words here it is they're all saying there's people here there's people there and Caleb stood up and he's like he silenced them all hold up hold up quiet down quiet down how many know we need to do that in the, in times of when people start speaking negativity in your life learn to quiet them down listen listen that's not what God says and listen to his response this is what Caleb says verse 30 let us go up at once and take possession 
for we are well able to overcome it. Then verse 31, but the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go against this people for they are stronger than we. And they gave, listen to this, they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out. I mean, just pause here for just a moment. There's a lesson that we can see right here. We ought to avoid negative talk, that we ought to hang out with the Caleb's, those guys, uh, these people who speak victory. These are the people who have faith, who say, you know what? No, there's more to this. Yes, there might be some opposition. Yes, we get that. But listen, with God, all things are possible. Yeah, you know what? Yes, but I believe that there's a bigger God than our situation. We need to get around people who have faith. We need to get around people that say, you know what, man, we can, you can make it. Saying that as well, side note, be careful what you read from the news. Be careful what you watch on social media. I mean, these news articles and some of these news companies have a real biased uh, opinion when it comes to the church, when it comes to, uh, you know what, the, uh, the church and what it's uh, standing for, righteousness. You got to be careful of what you read. And this is where discernment comes in because, you know what, I'm not saying you got to live under a rock now, just turn it. No, no, no. Have discernment. That you, you understand, man, God speaks to you, that God has given you discernment of what's truth. And you know what? This is the thing here. The media will inflict negativity into your home. It will inflict fear into our lives. Verse uh, continues on in verse uh, 32. It says this. They gave the children a bad report, saying, The land which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. Get this. They saw the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. I mean, think about that. Giants, grasshoppers. Giants, grasshoppers. Giants, grasshoppers. They saw their own limitations. They saw their own faults. They saw how small they were. And they realized, man, they saw the grapes. They saw the giants. They saw the, the grasshoppers, but they missed out. They didn't see God. After all that, they didn't realize, man, there is a God that's bigger than our situation. They saw their own limitations. And one of the things that uh, I remember, a good preacher, a, uh, one of my favorite preachers, he said this, Pastor Alvin Smith, your greatest enemy is your enemy. Your greatest enemy is your enemy. And so it leads us to the second point, and that's fight or flight. Because when you're faced in a situation, it's either fight or flight. And in our text this morning is a story of this guy named Shama. Shama was faced with this decision, right, to fight or flight, to take a stance, to fight or to run away. And this story applies to us today because, listen, are you going to fight or are you going to take flight? Are you going to have faith or are you going to give in to fear? Are you going to stand your ground and believe God or are you going to run from it? You're just going to spend your life running from destiny, running from His call, running from the anointing that God has for your life. You spend your life running around in circles. Let me give you a brief biography lesson on Shama. This guy says he's a son of Aggie. Aggie means one who runs away. Aggie means a coward, the one who runs. Shama 
is a, a term called desolation. So here it is. Uh, the reason why I said that because uh, the Bible names in that times played huge roles. It was prophetic. It was foretelling or of their destiny or it was a situation surrounding a pregnancy. I mean, you think about Isaac. Isaac means laughter. Sarah laughed at her 80-year-old pregnancy. Moses is another name. It means drawn from water. And where was Moses pulled from? The water. And so here we see Shammah. He was born into his family line of runaways, of cowards, of desolation. He was judged. His destiny was judged by his history. But what do we, what do we read though in our text? I mean, what do we see that stands out in verse 11? The Philistines had gathered together into a troop where there was a piece of ground full of lentils. So the people fled from the Philistines. Shama is left there when everyone is running around. Shama, this is who you are, Shama, run. This is who you, this is your identity. Run away, Shama. This is your purpose. This is who you are. You, this, your, your family line is full of runaways. But yet, verse 12, but he stationed himself in the middle of the field defended it he stationed he defended and he killed the philistines so the lord brought about a great victory nelson mandela he said this quote and i quote this i learned that courage was not the absence of fear but the triumph over it the brave man is not he who does not feel afraid but he who conquers that fear can i encourage someone this morning you can conquer your fears i mean i'm thinking about how on earth did shama overcome his past how did Shama overcome his identity of fear and choose to station himself I mean he would have been thinking man my family will runaways I'm a runaway too I should just go and, and do what I'm known to but how did he how, how did, what, what happened you know the answer is we know that it is Jesus but here in our story Shama was called into David's men and David is a picture of Jesus Christ. And I want to tell you, you know what? One encounter with the king can change your life. The answer for our lives, the answer for us to, to change our past is Jesus Christ. Can you say amen today? He has broken the curse. Jesus Christ is able to take our past and begin to rewrite our history. Jesus Christ is able to give you and I a future and break those curses that have been in our family lines. You might come from a dysfunctional family, a broken home. You might come from a family full of alcoholics. You might come from a family full of drug addicts. You might come from a family of just broken lives in terms of divorce, you know, marital affairs. My family was through divorce and I grew up with mom and dad. They split up because of an affair. And this was a lineage throughout the lines, all throughout. I can just remember mom telling me. And I remember, you know, I said to myself, no, I'm going to stand my ground in the word of God after I gave my life to Jesus and say, you know what? No, God, you're going to have to do something. And I'm telling you, the curse can be broken in your family line. That Jesus Christ can begin to break the things that hold you back. The family curses because of him. Galatians 3 verse 13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. Listen, when you become a child of God, you take on His nature. You take on Christ's nature. Acts 17 verse 28, for in Him we live and move and have our 
being. Listen, it's only through Jesus Christ that we're able to make a stand. We're able to not move by fear. Listen to 2 Corinthians 5.17. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. All things become new. Man, I, I feel like saying to someone who says, oh, once a cheat, always a cheat. Listen, when you get saved, there's hope for that. There's hope for people that have a broken past. There's hope for people that have gone through divorce and tragedy. Listen, it's only through Jesus Christ. I mean, I'd be standing up here and say, you know what, maybe you should do a two-step program. No, no, listen, you've got to bow your knees, surrender your life to Jesus. Watch him do a miracle more than what anyone could ever do for your life. No relationship can fix your life. No alcohol can fix your life. No, not even religion will fix your life. Only Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? And here we find, you know, we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. God has not. Everyone say has not. He has not given you a spirit of fear. Right here in, in that particular text, this verse shows us fear is a spirit. It's not from God. Fear is a spirit that tries to cause you to quit. Fear is a spirit that causes you to just quit and give up. Give up hope. Give up purpose. Give up your dreams. Fear is what will stop you. Even doing things imperfectly. Fear will stop you from doing things and be like, no, 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 you can't do it properly. No, no. To face your fears, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I want to remind everyone today, let God fight your battles. If you're not a Christian today, I want to encourage you, give your life to Jesus. Live by faith, live by what His Word says for you. Live by what His Word, uh, His promises have for you as a believer. Because listen, don't live by your past. Don't live by what others tell you. Don't live dictated by your fears. Live by faith. And thirdly, I want to close with this thought, which is, who's the scaredy cat now? Shammah, he stands, defends it. What was he defending? What was he fighting for? What was he, what was he doing? I mean, what was he protecting? It was lentils. He was defending lentils, beans. This was like three bucks. <laughs> Lentils is, is cheap. Doesn't, doesn't mean much. Why, Shama, why did you fight for a field of lentils? Why did you fight for these beans? I mean, he wasn't fighting for gold. He wasn't fighting for silver. It wasn't even diamonds. This was a field of beans. And I, I'm thinking about this. I'm like, man... What's going on here? Because here it is, this guy, all he's known it was just to run. This is his family line. Run away, son of Aggie, runaways, cowards. But yet, because he was involved with a, a king called David, just like you and I, we're involved in a relationship with Jesus. We're able to stand because he fights our battles. But listen tonight, he was fighting because of these beans. Why is this so important? Because... The beans, this field of beans was his beans. It wasn't anyone else's beans. They were his beans. Beans 
don't mean much to someone else, but they mean so much to Shama. Beans, I mean, it might not mean much to the lady at work that's trying to hit on you, on your marriage. Tell you, your beans are your marriage. They're not her beans. Your beans are your children. They might not mean much to someone else, but they're your beans. They might not mean much to anyone else in the city of Beanley, but they're your children. They might not mean much to, to uh, you know what, the world, but listen, that's your family. That's your marriage. This is your life. You fight for it. This is the, the, what I'm preaching this morning is people will try and talk you out of protecting your faith. People will try and talk you out of protecting your beans. It might not mean much to them, but hey, they're my beans, man. It might not mean much to the brother in the world that's out there in the clubs and influencing you to come and say, hey, brother, listen, no, no, no. Stand your ground, man. That's your beans. It ain't worth the enemy coming in and taking it away. Stand your ground, man. These are your beans. Don't run. Don't stand in fear. Don't, don't quiver. You know what? God fights your battles. And people will try and talk you out of your purpose. People will try and talk you out of your destiny. People will tell you all negative experiences about church and say, oh, man, yeah, oh, this, yeah the pastor there, he's just a young PG guy. He's got nothing. Oh, man, listen, this is your church. This is your beans. Come on, somebody. You got to fight for it. Say, you know what? Nah, man, I'm standing here. I'm staying here. This is my beans. It might not mean much to those religious folk out there, but hey, this is my church. Woo! This is my beans, man. This is my field. I'm protecting it. This is when you go home, man, that's your, your beans. Where the Mr. Bean at? <laughs> Woo, I'm telling you, if you get this conviction, that you know what, man, these guys, Shema, there's these other men in the Bible. They were, you know, when they came to David, they were in debt, they were distressed, and they were discontent. Yet they came to David and they became mighty, mighty men. I'm telling you, there's hope for every single one of us men here today that maybe feel like, you know what, man, I don't, I don't suit up. I'm telling you, you can encounter Jesus Christ. Let him change the course of your life. That you can now make a stand and say, yep, this is my life. This is my beans. This is my church. This is my marriage. This is my kids. I want to stand my ground. Despite what other people say, negative folks say, this is my church. This is my home. This is my kids. This is my marriage. This is my God. I'm telling you, if you just make a stand on your field, God will defeat your enemies. If you would just fight the good fight of faith and watch God bring a victory in your life. Psalms 18, verse 1 through to 3. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress. Oh, my goodness. And my deliverer. My God, my strength in whom I will trust. My shield and my horn of salvation. My stronghold. Verse 3. I will call upon the name of the Lord who is worthy to be praised. Show, so shall I be saved from my enemies. Who's the scary cat now? Come on. The devil roars about like a roaring lion. Who's the scary cat now? I'm going to stand my ground because i got a big God. Woo! I'm going to stand my ground because my God fights my battles. Who's the scary cat now, man? i got God on my side. If God before us, come on, who can be against me? 
Come on, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Come on, I believe that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Who's the scaredy cat now? Come on. Because I got Christ on my side. I got Christ on my end of the battle. I got Jesus on my side. And if you got Christ in your marriage, if you got Christ in with your kids, I'm telling you, he fights your battles. You don't even have to fear anymore. He did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, that you are our victorious king. Amen. Aren't you grateful for Christ today? Aren't you grateful for his promises? I'm telling you, this simple story of Shama should encourage every single one of us. That we should stand our ground. This is, these are our beings. No one else is going to take it from us. I want to give an invitation today. Maybe you're here this morning. And you know your heart's not right with God. You know you're living in sin. The Bible tells us, it's so plain and simple, that it's appointed for man to die once, then comes the judgment. And I want you to listen very carefully because when everything is said and done, brother, sister, all that matters is this. Where will you spend eternity? This is the whole reason Jesus had to come to die on the cross was because men and women were separated from a loving God because of sin. But there's good news today that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I'm telling you, friend, that's the hope and that is the gospel. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You're here today. You know your heart's not right with God. You know if you were to die in your sins, you wouldn't make heaven your home. Today you recognize that and you say, yep, that's me. Won't you raise your hand with mine and say, yes, brother, that's me. I need forgiveness. I want to be saved. I want to give my life to Christ. If that's you, you raise your hand with mine and say, yep, that's me. I'm away from God. God bless you. I see that hand. Anyone else? You know you're not right with God. If you were to die today, you know you wouldn't make heaven your home, but you want to give your life to Christ today. Come on, this is just between you. Be real, be honest before the Lord. Amen. I see that hand, brother. God bless you. Anyone else want to join his honest hearts? Anyone else you know, you recognize, you know what, man, if I was to die today, I wouldn't make heaven my home. The Bible, Jesus spoke more about hell than he did about heaven. Where will you spend eternity? It's heaven or it's hell. I'm telling you, friend, uh, it's all eternity. You're separated from the love of God. Maybe you're here today and you're a backslider. Maybe you're here today and you once had a relationship with Christ. You know it's you. God's speaking to you today. You lift your hand and say, yes, that's me. I'm backslidden. I'm away from God, but I want Christ. Lift your hand with these honest hearts and say, yep, that's me. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. I see those hands at the back. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Anyone else? Amen. Lift up those hands. God bless you. I see these hands. Hands are going up. Anyone else? You want to join these honest hearts? Say, yes, today I want to give my life to Christ. 